Today is January the 23rd. Today, we see total rejection and true faith. Today, as we read through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read John chapters 8 and 9. Here in John 8 and 9, the opposition to Jesus continues. In John 8, verse 19, uh, the crowd listening to a very difficult teaching of Jesus say, well, where's your father? He's just said, my father who sent me is a witness to who I am, the Messiah. Uh, they ask, well, then, who is your father? Uh, Jesus, frankly, doesn't even respond to that. He just says, uh, if you knew my father, then you would accept me. Uh, a little bit later, verse 25, they say, well, who are you? Um, Jesus is being opposed by the crowd because of his teaching. In verse 31, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you're truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, this disturbs them. They say, what do you mean set us free? We are free. There are slaves in Israel. We see them every day. That's not us. We're free. Jesus says, if you were free, you'd believe in me. You're not free. You are slaves to sin. By the end of this chapter, look at what happens. In verse 58, they talk about being children of Abraham. So Jesus eventually says, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was, I am and he uses a name of God that is mentioned in Exodus chapter 3, never used in Israel. It was considered too holy. And here is Jesus not only using that highly holy name, but saying, that's my name. I am. Now, the crowd understood very well what he was doing. And so in verse 59, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus basically said, not today. And he left. He left the temple. Now in chapter 9, we've just seen a chapter of total rejection. In chapter 9, we see true faith. Jesus heals a man who was blind from birth, but he does it on the Sabbath. The Pharisees confront the man, asking him to turn Jesus over to them, to make a formal testimony against Jesus. The man refuses. He says, you say he's a sinner. If he's a sinner, I don't know. But I know one thing. I was blind. Now I see. The blind man went on saying, this has never happened before. Never in the Old Testament was a man born blind. 
given sight. This must be the Son of God. So the Pharisees, the, the, the chief priests, excommunicated the man. They threw him out of the temple. Now understand, that's just not saying you can't come to church anymore. You can't come to this church. That's saying the means that was given to us for your salvation is now denied to you. Jesus finds the man, says, do you believe in the Son of Man? The man who formerly was blind says, tell me who he is, I'll believe in him. And Jesus says, it's me. Now remember, in chapter 4, he said the day is coming when you can worship anywhere you want. You don't have to be in the temple. I wonder if he shared some of that with the blind man. But the blind man saw Jesus, understood who he was, and he worshipped him outside of the temple. And Jesus accepted his worship. True faith in the midst of total rejection. What's your choice today? Enjoy as you read John 8 and 9. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life. The Pharisees replied, You are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus told them, These claims are valid even though I make them about myself, for I know where I come from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. But I am one witness, and my Father who sent me is the other. Where is your Father? they asked. Jesus answered, Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my Father is. If you knew me, you would know my Father. Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury. But he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. Later, Jesus said to them again, I am going away. You will search for me, but will die in your sin. You cannot come where I am going. The people asked, Is he planning to commit suicide? 
What does he mean, you cannot come where I am going? Jesus continued, You are from below, I am from above. You belong to this world, I do not. That is why I said you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. Who are you? they demanded. Jesus replied, The one I have always claimed to be. I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me, and he is completely truthful. But they still didn't understand that he was talking about his father. So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, then you will understand that I am he. I do nothing on my own, but say only what the Father has taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do what pleases him. Then many who heard him say these things believed in him. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are all descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I will tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there is no room in your hearts for my message. I am telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied. If you were really children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you were trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are intimidating your real father. They replied, We are not illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Jesus told them, If God were your father, you would love me, because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. For he was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. The people retorted, You Samaritan devil! Didn't we say all along that you are possessed by a demon? No, Jesus said, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father, and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. The people said, Now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say, Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus answered, If I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it is my Father who will glorify me. You say, He is our God, but you don't even know Him. 
I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. The people said, You aren't even fifty years old. How can you say you've seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, Go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some of them said he was, and others said, No, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, Yes, I am the same one. They asked, Who healed you? What happened? He told them, The man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, Go wash in the pool of Solcum and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now, they asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees. Because it was on the Sabbath and Jesus had made the mud and healed him, the Pharisees asked the man about it. So he told them, He put mud over my eyes, and when I washed it away, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man Jesus is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, But how can an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was deep division of opinion among them. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, What's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leader still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see. So they called his parents. They asked them, Is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? His parents replied, We know this is our son, and that he was born blind, but we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him. He is old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said, He is old enough. Ask him. So for a second time, they called the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this because we know this man Jesus is a sinner. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this, I was blind, and now I see. But what did he do, they asked. How did he heal you? Look, the man exclaimed, I told you once. Didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they cursed him and said, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses. But we don't even know where this man comes from. Why? That's very strange, the man replied. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. 
Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. When Jesus heard what happened, he found the man and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshipped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, Are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Scripture reading from the New Living Translation by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see faith and rejection again. Let's Find Out Together has a companion podcast called Salty Saints. Zach Killy and I discuss apologetics, scripture, and theology. Look for it on your favorite podcast app, Salty Saints.